welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Hi, Brett. Hey, Sarah. Uh, you know, today we're talking about um, uh, students, and I have to ask you a question that I didn't prepare you for. Can I do that? I love this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, I, I was I was thinking back on being a student, which I can't remember back that far. In the overall, for you, were your student days a positive or a negative? Because for me, they were kind of negative. You know, I had some good times in middle school, but high school I didn't like at all. Uh, what was it like for you? Yeah. Um, it was great for me, honestly. I think there's still a lot of things. I still look back at my time in, especially like middle school, high school, I wish I could go back and have the confidence that I have now because believe it or not, I was super quiet. (laughs) Like I didn't want to talk to people that much and um, somehow that came out. I came out of that in college, but um, yeah, I'd love to go back and be a little more confident and do things a little bit differently. But for the most part, I had a really good group of friends and we stuck together through a lot of things and um, didn't have a whole lot of experiences other than, you know, playing video games and uh, driving around a lot on Friday nights. So Driving around on Friday nights because you go yep. to a small town, right? Small town, yeah. We had we called the lap, right? You go from one part of town to the other, and you just kind of in that loop. And every once in a while, you stop at the park and sit out in your car, stop and get some food, or have a pizza delivered down to the park, which was always fun. So. Yeah, a universal thing in small towns. There you go. It's good. Yeah, you you did great. Not being prepared for that. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Um, yeah, and we do want to have a conversation today um, with our student director, Amanda Seymour. Amanda's joining us on the podcast today. Hello, Amanda. We're excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, we're excited to um, just have some conversation as we, obviously, um, things are different. We just know the world is different. The way we're communicating is different. The way connection is happening feels a little bit different than normal, um, but we're finding new ways. And I think in when we say students here at One Life, we mean middle school and high school specifically. Um, and that's something that Amanda is over at, at our church. And then she has lots of leaders at lots of different campuses that um, pour into that, into that conversation as well. And so we wanted to just talk to her about some things that she's seen as um, communication with students, some questions they're asking, ways we can continue to support the next generation. Um, but first, I do just want to start with, just for you personally, Amanda, through COVID-19, through the, the pandemic, what has life been like for you and for your family? Um, so it's been kind of, um, it's been, I almost hate to say that we've kind of thrived in this environment. Um, we, um, you know, we have six kids and we homeschooled before this. So um, there's not a lot of change that's happened in their world. Um, they just have mom and dad home more. And um, so I would say that our family um has actually the kids are actually thriving in it. And I would say my husband and I, um, we've had our ups and downs. And I would be lying if I said the kids didn't have their ups and downs. But um, as a family overall, um, we've been really thriving in this environment and just kind of soaking up some of just the slower pace of life. Um, and just really just trying to um, make the best of it. Um, And I would say for me um, personally in the past of, you know, my adult life, um, I've struggled with some anxiety and depression and um, I've kind of can see at times that that um, will seep in. And so I've just had to really be honest with like my close, um, my close people um, and just say, Hey, I need prayer right now. 
or, you know, sit my husband down and say, I just need to like word vomit right now. Some of my irrational (laughs) thoughts. Um, but overall we, um, our family has been thriving. Um, and I've, um, I've just been trying to focus on the blessings, um, and the good moments, um, for our family. Yeah, Amanda, it strikes me that uh, you said you already were doing the homeschooling thing, so life didn't get disrupted huge. I mean, it it slowed down and you'd be able to thrive. What have you learned about it that you could share with people who were thrown into that? They weren't in that homeschooling world and they, this is a real disruption. What have you learned, like basic principles, a couple things that have really been helpful for you over the years getting used to all this? I've, I've actually had um, probably two dozen people, you know, that have reached out, especially at the beginning that are like, oh, oh no, like, give me all your, all your tips with homeschooling. And I think they're always kind of taken back by my, um, my words of wisdom that, you know, I don't really have a lot of it because it's really keep it simple. Um, and that's one thing that I learned really early on in homeschooling is um, I think a lot of times we try to make things um, more complicated. Um, and education is so important to our family. Um, and I don't ever want people to not hear that. Um, but I think a lot of times, um, if you were to walk into our house and you were to see our six kids doing schooling, um, we do an online school um, program. Now we have done that for some, um, for quite some time, but the focus has always been like math and, um, and English, and then find those things that they are interested in. And then just give them access um, and creative ways um, because most kids, you know, at the age of, you know, second grade aren't really interested in history, but if they are, then give them things that can kind of feed into that. So what I've told a lot of parents is like this, you aren't really like homeschooling, you're kind of crisis like schooling, like this, like you're stressed out, you're trying to work home from home. This is all new for everyone. And so don't make it more complicated than what it needs to be. And obviously they have guidelines that they have to follow because of their schools. Um, you know, the things that the schools are giving them, but if they are giving them a minimum, I say do the minimum and have fun. Enjoy, enjoy the time. Let your kids sleep in. Let them um, kind of go at their own pace. Um, and so my main thing has just been to just um, relax a little um, and don't put uh, more stress that's needed. Well, that's excellent advice. See, it's simple advice. <laughs> it, um, it almost gives people permission to because it yeah. probably feels more complicated than it should. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that the distinction between homeschooling and kind of crisis in the midst of that. I heard someone else um, present it in a similar way, and it, it. I'm not a parent, and I don't have that going on in my life, but I have seen talk to a lot of my friends who are kind of going through like days where they're just in tears, you know, trying to figure out like how do I still do my job from home and help my kids do their schooling and still, you know, make sure they have food and like you know we're not going crazy just sitting around. So um, it's good to note. Like I think people kind of give that feeling of like it's not this is not what normal homeschooling would look like either. So you'd still be able to go out and go places and do some different things. So um, I want to transition over and talk about, so students. So again, we're talking about middle school and high school students. And um, Amanda, first off, just what are some of the questions as you've been working with students, your leaders have been working with students during small groups. What are some of the questions that during the global pandemic you've heard students asking? 
I wish I, you know, could say that I could give you like some like really deep, meaningful questions that they're asking, (laughs) but they're still teenagers that are, you know, very self-focused. So a lot, um, a lot of the questions they're, they're asking, um, is when is this going to end? Will I get to go to camp? Um, when like a lot of just, I don't want to make them sound like they're all being self-focused because you do have some that are, um, questioning, um, you know, really, what is this virus? Um, and you do have some students that um, are kind of getting deeper with it. But I think a lot of a lot of what students um, are worried about right now is just how is it affecting them? Um, and and at the beginning, I think you, you kind of can also see um, where if you if a student um, is in an environment where the parents um, are really um, just, I wouldn't say freaking out, but, um, just struggling a little bit more with this. Um, they're going to be struggling a little bit more also, but then if you have a student who's in a, you know, steady environment and the parents are, you know, very low key about it, they're going to be a little bit more low key about it. Um, and I say that kind of in like just the guidelines as far as, um, like not able to leave the house and, um, those things. And us as leaders, like we've all been very, you know, non, non-judgmental during these times. Cause we know everyone is in different boats. Um, but like I said, I wish I could tell you that they were giving, they, they were questioning a lot. Um, I would say the high school students a little bit more, um, but they're still, you know, they're worried about what's camp, what's summer going to look like, what, um, what are the, the things that they're missing. Um, so I think those are the questions that are coming out more um, than, you know, what the virus actually is and um, those things. I think that depending on how much longer this goes on, I think they'll eventually get there. But I don't I wouldn't say that that's really happening a lot right now. Well, I can't throw rocks at them too much because I've asked those questions myself. I don't think they're alone. <laughs> I'm wondering what summer's going to look like. I've had a vacation plan for about a year of an anniversary trip we were going to make. And uh, so, yeah, you do. You kind of wonder, wow, is this going to affect my my travel? My So uh, I like to think I've answered, asked deeper questions too. But I think they're pretty average as far as that goes. A lot of adults are asking those things. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just a reminder too that, like you said, they're still teenagers so she'll you know the things that are most important to them are the things that are happening in their life we know that you know and and there are some really big things that I've seen especially seniors having to process like you know when am I gonna have prom and graduation and man I can't even imagine the emotions going through like having it all happen so sudden like to go from this is all kind of this you know my my year's ending up I know what's gonna look like and then all of a sudden it's just gone so um as you guys are even connecting on some of, of um, even the simpler topics, what are some ways that you guys have been connecting with students right now? So a lot of our connecting points um, are middle school students, um, and it looks a little different for each campus, um, but our middle school students are mainly doing Zoom calls. Um, and I would say at all three of our campuses, we're, we're giving them a Zoom call experience um, it, on Wednesday nights. And so those have been really, really great um, just to connect with the students and to kind of have those nights to kind of be focused around some Bible engagement, um, 
um, and just really kind of challenge them. And then I know at, um, at all the campuses, this looks a little bit different, um, but the leaders are connecting with the students um, throughout the week different ways, whether it's another Zoom call or um, it's a game night um, via Zoom call. Um, it's you know, sending care packages, sending mail. A lot of our high school students um, are texting like crazy. Um, leaders are reaching out and texting. Um, they've actually been doing a lot more phone calls, which has been really encouraging to me because I'm a major, let's use our words and not our fingers in texting. <laughs> and so um, that's been really, really cool to see even in my own house, um, because we have, you know, two soon to be three students in our house. Um, and so the amount of phone calls that are happening between the students and between the leaders has just been, it's been really, really, really cool. Um, and Sarah, you kind of alluded to some of the tough things that they're going through. And, um, I kind of would love to just touch on that because our seniors and our eighth graders and our, you know, they're, they're mourning a lot of those losses and those, um, you know, that's a big, big, big deal to them. These are things mm -hmm. like prom and, um, your senior year, you, you look, you look forward to that for four years, that senior year, and you dream about it and you, you make, you know, vision boards about it and you do all these like preparation for it and then it's just gone. And so I think, um, one thing that I've been really encouraged is just the leaders meeting them where they are. Um, and letting them just talk about like, yeah, it absolutely sucks. And it's okay. Like that it sucks for you. And so, um, let, and letting them kind of have those moments, but then moving on to encouraging them. Um, it's kind of like the same thing whenever they have a bad breakup, let them feel those bad, those feelings. It's hard, but then encouraging them to move forward. Cause we can't stay in that, in those, in those, you know, sorrow deep, like, this sucks, um, thoughts. And so that's been really encouraging to just to hear from the leaders and from the students, the ones that I, you know, personally reach out to. Um, but it does, it absolutely sucks for them. And I hate it. I hate it so much. But, uh, one thing that we are constantly telling them is that, um, they have like, I think as, as adults, we have this also, um, you know, Sarah, I'm sure you've heard of FOMO, um, Brett, I don't know yeah. if you have, but fear of missing <laughs> out. Okay, good. Okay. So the fear of missing out. And I think, um, I just, we are always reminding them, you are not the only senior that is missing out almost entire around the entire world. People seniors that are a big deal, they're all missing out. And so you're in, you're not, you're not alone. Um, and I think that's giving them a lot, um, a lot of peace to just move forward because when you have that fear of missing out, whenever you, you can get on social media and you can see that everybody else is at prom, but you're stuck at home because you're sick, then that really, really sucks. But no one's going to prom. No one's going to graduation. No one's doing these things. So that's kind of, you know, making it a little bit more unique um, and just kind of like encouraging them. Like you guys, you're making history. Like that one day you're going to be talking to your kids and your grandkids about this. Um, and so that's been, but, it, but at the same time, like letting them feel the, the feelings of this sucks and not just pushing them through it and just saying, get over it. Like, and that's the one thing, you know, 
that even as a parent myself, whenever our kids are, you know, we have random breakdown moments where our three teenagers will just, you know, get upset, let them get upset, let them cry about it, let them, you know, talk to you about 30 minutes about how this isn't fair, but then, but then encourage them to move forward. And I think the one biggest thing as parents and as leaders is that we just have, we have to be careful um, that we don't rush them through those feelings and that we, we let them be like, we let them say this sucks and let them, you know, talk about it. Um, because we're also stressed. We're also our, our, you know, our struggles our you know, the things that we're experiencing to us are so much bigger. Um, but to them, this is what's big to them. Um, and so that's one encouragement that, you know, if I could tell any parent, um, and I constantly, you know, reminding our leaders, like, let them like, just meet them where they are. Um, and they're in their good feelings and in their bad feelings, just meet them where they are. Yeah. As I think about it, I remember as early as I think it was, I remember the like fifth grade or something, we were all naming off our senior year that we were going to graduate, you know, and that was like the big year was coming and we talked about it and wrote it in our yearbooks and did all that. And now the class of 2020 uh, is uh, the most unusual uh, historical class uh, that we've had yet, and they're gonna they're gonna feel that, but they'll have that identifier going forward, and they'll globally they'll all have that in common. Uh, the class of 2020 was uh, someone that faced something that no one else ever has. Pretty pretty remarkable, really. Yeah, I as you were saying that Amanda, and you kind of answered this, but I don't know if you have another, and and Brett, you might have some perspective on this as well, because I'm sure this isn't anything, because I think what is easy for us to do is when we see like you know, seniors, we'll just use that for the example of anyone, but specifically we'll talk about seniors not having, you know, a prom experience or graduation experience or people who are heavily into sports having their last season in that um, we want to figure out a way to fix it, right? I mean, that's normally our first thought is like, how can we fix it or make it better? And you, you really can't, like, how do you coaching people to have conversation? How do you coach, coach people to have conversations like that? Whereas it is, it just the, like you said, giving them other perspectives um, is, is probably a really great, um, tool, but it's like, what if we're giving someone tools for that? Like, what would you guys say? <laughs> it's a tough one. I just threw that one out there. No, I think that's a great one. Um, I think the, the one thing that makes this unique is because we, I think a lot of times when our, when someone comes to us, um, with something that they're struggling with or, um, a hardship, like we do, we have the tendency to want to fix it. Um, mm-hmm. And we can't right now. And so I think that a lot of times when we're in, you know, two months ago, our mind would have been directly to, I have to fix this, but our mind can't go there because we can't fix it. Like a, a student who doesn't get to play, you know, baseball right now, there's no fixing it. There's no phone call that you can make. There is no amount of sport politics that you can jump on. There is no, like, there is nothing you can do to fix this. And so I think what makes this unique is that um, is to, is to kind of train our brains and our brains really at this point actually don't need to be trained. We just are, we're kind of forced to look at a different perspective. And so, um, just really trying to have them focus on something positive that is going on right now. Yes, this absolutely sucks that you don't get to play baseball right now. And I know that you, you know, in their minds, I've done everything in my whole life leading up to this moment to play, you know, baseball this year 
and you can't do that. I know that really, really sucks. And I wish that we could, but we can't. So let's think about things that we can do right now. What can we control? Um, and I think doing that in realizing and kind of gearing people to that, what can I control right now? Well, we are stuck at home. So what can we do at home right now? Um, and that's what's been really cool around a lot of families that I've reached out to. There has been a lot more game playing, family dinners, um, you know, family time that is happening. And I, it's been really encouraging to see that a lot of families are being blessed by that. And I, and I don't want to say that, you know, lightly, because I know that every family situation isn't that way. And some home environments aren't safe places. Um, but I think for, you know, if someone is listening and that is the case for them where, you know, their home life isn't their safe place, like then I would encourage them to say, okay, but what can I control? Where can I find joy? Because there is always joy in everything. Um, and we have, you know, we have students that, you know, talk about struggles that they have um, with friends, with family and all those things. And that's one thing that as leaders, we always try to have them think about, you know, where, where is joy in your life? What are things that do bring, um, you know, bring you joy? What are, what are good things that are going on right now? And so just training people, um, to kind of think in those ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you kind of alluded this, but I'd like to deepen it a little bit that uh, you said that first of all, new practices, they're actually talking on the phone, not just texting. Uh, are there other practices that are now introduced into kids lives is they're having to be creative like that I'm stuck at home and so I'm going to go down this path and it's maybe a path I never would have gone down before what what kinds of things are you seeing there well, it's been really cool is when we talk to um, our middle school group, I um, at our East campus, I'm really heavily connected to our middle school girls and we connect with them three times a week. And um, every single time we get together, we ask them, you know, what has been a blessing um, that you've received um, today? What is something, you know, new that you've tried today? What is, you know, something like that? And, and they are all saying like, because they have this extra free time and they're kind kind of forced in this new environment, like it has been so cool to see the creativity that is coming out of these students. Um, and just this week, like one of the girls said, I, um, I love being bored because when I'm bored, I get creative. Um, and that's been like so cool to hear them say, because they don't like these students that live such a fast paced life. Um, and I don't say we, as, as Americans, we, we live such a fast paced life. And so slowing things down has been able to open up space for creativity and one girl is starting to paint um and others are writing music and some girls and um are drawing um one girl was like i wouldn't tell many people this but i'm actually playing with legos again but like, they don't want to say that out loud because they're you know they're in sixth grade but like there and another thing that's been really cool is to hear them say, I actually like my sister. I hated her before this. Like, so I think like being forced into these, you know, stuck at home in in these environments where you don't have anything else to do, it's kind of created um some creativity. Um and that's been really cool. And I know I've seen it happen, you know, in our house too. Um it's okay for kids to be bored and um they're actually being forced to be bored right now. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and it excites me in a little bit because I wonder how it will actually change their generation from going from just the digital native, always on their phone group to if they go through this long enough, it may shift over on the post side of all this. You have more painters and writers and, and um, uh, game players or whatever it happens to be. It, it'll be really interesting to watch that generation, how it, how it morphs into a whole different culture. I think we'll definitely see a lot of that actually. Um, it's been, I, I mean, I think overall, and I would say for adults too, like I know, um, I know Jeff, my husband, you know, he's one of the worship leaders, you know, at one life and I'm hearing him play on the piano and his guitar more than I have in years. Um, and that's been so like, that has just filled me up so much just to hear him have the space to do that. Um, and it's, it's been really, really cool to see, even for myself too, just more Bible engagement and um, just, I've never bored. And so it's been cool to see, to have that space um, in my own life too. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. really good question to wonder about what is going to change on the post side. Like how much will, how, how much will we go back to the way things were, but how much will we not go back to the way things were as far as the fast pace and all that? And Maybe it, there's a permanence to uh, slowing down, unlike we had before. Yeah, even when I you're really about- have thought about that. I talked about that a lot in our own family. I um, I asked, you know, one of our teenagers in our house, um, what's been a blessing that he's received through this, and he said, "I feel like our family is the closest it's ever been, and I hope." that when this is all over, that we stay this close. And I was like, oh, if your teenager wants that, like, oh my goodness, uh, yes. <laughs> you yeah, want to stay that close to me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, really. That's awesome. I, I was thinking even though, like how many, we were talking about things that'll stay the same, even the way that you're connecting. I mean, some of these ways are, are probably connecting with kids in new ways. They're giving them opportunities to talk um, without a boundary or a, um, I don't want to say a boundary, um, kind of the things they put in front of them, like you feel a little bit more open to talk when you're not in front of people, even though you might be on a camera or a screen or something like that, or even through texting. Um, I'm sure conversations are a little bit different or they're getting a little more comfortable each time that they connect. And you said that you guys are meeting three times a week and you, you had told us the story and staff, how did that come about? Really cool. Um, our middle school girls, they're so, our, I should say our middle school boys and girls are meeting three times a week. We at our East campus have, I mean, our middle school students are just busting out of the seams. Like there's so many of them and praise the Lord. We have a lot of leaders that um, love on those students too. And so it was that first week that we got together. Um, it was the first WNS on a Wednesday night and I received like three different text messages within like five minutes apart after, um, after our zoom call. And they all said, we have to connect with these students more. And so I was like, okay, how can we do this? And so it just lined up where all of them kind of took a night. And so Mondays and Fridays are just check-in nights. Um, and so they kind of, they're supposed to be 30 minutes. They never are. Sometimes they're two hours. <laughs> um, and I leave that up to this, the, leader as long as that leader wants to stay on there they can stay on there as long as there is an adult that is present um for just security reasons like i don't care how long they stay on there and but those nights those really it's not to say that there's no bible engagement going on um 
because that would be false to say that. But our Wednesday nights are focused more around like the teaching that they received via um, video. And then they go over like their, you know, small group questions. But those Mondays and Friday nights, a lot of times they play games. We do scavenger hunts. Um, one night we did like with the girls, we did an Easter egg decorating contest. We've done bedroom tours where the girls, you know, got to show their bedrooms. Um, and so they've just, the leaders have just really stepped it up and just made it really creative for them. Um, and what's been really cool is girls, we all know, love to talk. Um, but these boys, like I have a middle school boy in my house and he, he won't miss a night. Like he's like, and he loves it. And a lot of the boys are the same way and they just get on and just to be able to hear them in the background, the laughing going on and, um, they're just, they're loving it. Um, and I think it's just such a cool way. Um, it's funny because the middle school and the high school are so different. Um, the high school students, they want to connect more, you know, through texting and through phone, through the phone. But these middle school students, a lot of them, you know, are just now getting phones or they're just now getting access to these things where a lot of the high school students have had this for a while. So it's kind of this like new thing to them. Um, and then they're also, they have, they're just such a close group of kids. Um, so they just want to connect. Um, and so that's kind of how that happened. The leaders really, they were like, we have to find a way to let them connect more because once a week is not enough. And I'm so grateful for that um, because I could not have done that by myself. And so um, yeah. the leaders, it was their idea. And so I just ran with it. <laughs> Three times a week. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I have to ask this because I'm thinking it. What are some funny things that the kids have done? in zoom calls. Cause I know there's oh. some things that are going oh. on. I've seen some, some TikToks that people are figuring out some dances to do. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say in our little group, Lainey miles always yeah. has a face painting always. And so it's always so funny because we're like, is she going to show her video? Is she going to show her video? Like where you share it at the beginning. And if she doesn't, then we know it is going to be like this moment of her showing her face painting. Um, and I mean, they just like, so Lainey's always that. And so I would say that, and then, um, we're, we're kind coming up with some different ideas where they want to do like a we call it 60 seconds of fame so like a little mini talent show um some tiktok videos they've pulled those up they've done that um the boys they they love like just the scavenger hunt things and so they've done that a handful of times where a leader will say go find this or go find that. Um, there's some talks of some like challenges, some like food eating challenges. And one of the the guys have played vid or not video games, but they've actually like, I don't even know the games that they're playing, but the guys are doing more like the, the games and the challenges where the girls are just dancing and acting silly. <laughs> I think we should institute those in our weekly staff meetings. I'm just going to start doing some dances on Zoom calls. Yeah. Yeah. You lead yeah. the way. And we'll yeah. uh, I will say this too. What's so funny is like I mentioned, the middle school kids love to talk. Well, when we're meeting in person, um, we can't mute them, but we may, we mute them in Zoom calls and it is glorious. Like everyone actually gets to talk. And that's one thing that is, I say that jokingly, but like, and we joke about it with the girls, but I, in all seriousness, 
have, has, have told the girls, like you guys are learning a skill. Like some of you are talkers and that is great. And I love that you love to share, but sometimes the art of being silent and listening to someone is harder. And so like you guys are learning some skills. Like when I mute you and I, and I call on someone else, you are learning the skill of listening. Um, and I say that all serious, like silliness, but there's so much seriousness to that. And that has been really cool to see in our middle school girls because it has created space for some of these quiet girls where we will call on them and they do, they feel a little bit more comfortable. They're in their home, they're in their rooms, they're in their living rooms, wherever it may be. Um, and they share and no one is going to interrupt them because everybody is muted and everyone is going to listen. And that has been, that has been so, so cool to see, um, happen because you, we all have it. We've all been in groups where you have the talkers and they don't let other people talk. And, um, that's so hard to not hurt people's feelings, especially in that middle school world. Um, but now we actually just mute them because if there's too much noise then you can't hear anyone. And so it's been really, that's been really like fun, but really cool. <laughs> that is great. And I was thinking, I was in a group, my virtual group a couple weeks ago and a friend was saying how much she enjoyed it. She goes, this sounds weird. She goes, but you can't have side conversations. Like people aren't going off to the side and having conversations where someone else feels left out. And I'm sure in middle school and high school, that's something that is a benefit as well. Everyone's kind of together and more unified yeah really that's a that's a good point we ought to advertise to all groups you know think about it you've got mute buttons and no side conversations <laughs> that's a break I mean, that's why a major that's revolution. why i produce a podcast so i can mute brett anytime i want you, yeah, absolutely <laughs> who can blame you i want to press it um okay last question amanda before we close up um what what are some ways that anyone listening whether they go to one life don't go to one life doesn't matter whether they have kids or not how can they support middle school and high school students at this time Absolutely. First would say just keep praying, you know, and if you're not praying for this next generation, start praying for them. Um, as most, you know, important thing is just to be lifting them up in prayer. Um, the second would be, um, listen to them, um, when they want, when they talk, um, and, and meet, like I kind of hit on this earlier, but just meeting them where they are and not, don't try to make their big, um, issues small. Um, because um, whatever they're experiencing right now is really big to them. And so um, just meeting them where they are. Um, I think simple things are just texting them. You know, they, they love to text. Um, and so texting, if you call them, they're probably not going to answer. Um, but text them, um, check in on them. Um, a small text can just mean so much to them. Um, and then they is they probably wanted a minute, but mail like they love getting cards. They love those little personal touch, um, those personal touches. And so, if you have a student in your life, um, just send them a letter. Um, care packages. We have some amazing leaders that are sending care packages for birthdays and those kind of things. That's always um, just special and fun. Um, and so, definitely send them a text. Um, meet with them, you know, over zoom. Um, if they're, if they're able, if you're a leader, you're, you know, you're probably already doing that. Um, and just pray for them, um, pray for this generation. And just don't forget that even though you're stressed out right now, and this is all new and different and we're figuring this out, they are too. Um, and they can sense, you know, they can sense that. Um, and so don't try 
to make their, their, from in your perspectives, it's small issues. Don't try to make them small because it's big to them and let it, let it be big. Yeah, that's, I, I think that'll be one of my main takeaways is uh, don't let their big things be small. Uh, I love that because uh, going back to our opening question, I was thinking back on my own fairly negative experience in high school is I had a lot of issues that I thought were big, which any adult would have thought were weren't, you know, but in the, in the end, I thought they were big, so it didn't really matter. It was, it was a struggle. So that's great coaching. Thank you. Yeah. Amanda, thank you so much for coming and giving us some perspective and some, um, yeah, just appreciate all that you and the student leaders are doing. It's awesome. I love seeing the, just the constant growth in um, that ministry and just the connection all across all the campuses, um, just seeing that happen. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Be a part um, of it. Brett, anything you would close us out with for today? Yeah, close us out with. Well, um, uh, be one lifers kind of be watching uh, during the week because now that the we're kind of in the new normal for the abnormal that we've been in. And so we're going to talk about the future and what our direction is uh, coming up this week. And so uh, that's what's coming up. And have a few, we're able to plan out a little more because we're trying to, we have a feel that this thing is going to go on a little longer than we originally anticipated. And originally it was all crisis management. And now we're starting, okay, let's plan for the new world. And so stay tuned for that because I think there's some good things going on that we'll, we'd love everybody to connect to. Does it include pyro? Uh, you know, of course, or at least with any luck. It will. <laughs> That's right. Maybe now we can do pyro because no one's in the buildings. I could just yeah. do it on my own at the East campus, just blow things up. <laughs> That's Brett's dream. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any questions, anything that you heard today, we'd love to um, try to help you uh, answer those or just connect you with someone who could. So you can email us here at the podcast, uh, podcast at onelifechurch.org. We'd love if you share this out um, anywhere that you are listening now, just probably a share button of some sort or just copy the link, put it on your social media and let people know that you listened. Um, we'd really appreciate that. Thank you all for joining us so much and we will see you next week.